Hello and welcome to another episode of Entrepreneurship 101. Today I'm here with Peter again. So like last time, we're just going to go over a few topics. So I'm going to start off here with the first topic. Um, so Peter, I just want to ask you, what are the habits of highly effective entrepreneurs? Have you ever read the seven habits of highly effective people? And what's your thoughts on if you can't manage yourself, can you manage other people? You have 101 seconds. Here you go. All right. Thank you, Alex. And good to be back again. So uh, seven habits of highly effective people is evolved into seven habits of uh, highly effective entrepreneurs, small business owners, all kinds of different versions of that. But when I was a, a student in college many, many years ago, uh, absolutely. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People was a book that we used, particularly in my graduate program, uh, not necessarily in the classroom, but I was also a graduate assistant. And we really used that to, to guide ourselves and, and almost as a, a companion book as we were learning about management, about business, about leading ourselves and leading others. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People was something that we, we always had around us. And uh, I, I think there's lots of things that stand out. Obviously, there's seven. But uh, Sharpening the Saw was one that, that always stuck out to me. And particularly someone that's involved in education, I think that's part of what is um, a foundation for effective people, whether it's entrepreneurs or anyone. Continually going back to the, the workshop and working on yourself, I think, is critically important. Now, when you move over and start looking at some of the seven habits of highly effective entrepreneurs, there's there's things that, again, really stand out to me, like, um, you know, building the right teams. But I'm going to focus on one, which is culture. So focus on culture is one that matters a lot to me. I study culture from my my uh, research perspective is on culture and how values, norms and behaviors can shape not only the, the world you have, but also the world that will be made by you walking through it and creating waves. So the, the culture is, I think, something really important. You need to think about what matters to you because it will then inform and influence your behaviors and also those of others. So that's on my 101 seconds. So now we'll come back over as we do on Entrepreneurship 101. Every episode is someone gets to respond to that. So we get different perspectives on the same topic. So Alex, back over to you. How about your thoughts? Yeah, so I, I totally agree with you. I think a big habit, though, is to minimize conflict and decision-making. Entrepreneurs are always making decisions through conflict. There's always a conflict that occurs. I feel like it happens every day, becoming threes. But I feel like we have to focus our energy on things that are important to our business and not let other distracting things occur or let other or build teams and let them focus on these problems and let you focus on what you think is more important, the, the vision, building teams, whatever you think is important, you have to focus on. Also, I feel like a habit of just never giving up until you achieve your goals. I think that's a big one for entrepreneurs. I feel like some of us, including me, I give up too early sometimes. And you always think in the back of your head, what if I kept going or what if I just pivoted? But I feel like we should just not give up and maybe just pivot instead of giving up entirely like sometimes I do. Um, because I understand, like, when things get rough um, it's it, or don't pan out, like a lot of things don't do, uh, it's hard to keep going. So that's why I feel like you have to do something that I have passion for. And the things I have passion for, I feel like I keep going. Or when I don't want to do it, for example, if I want to go work out, I have a passion for it. So I'll keep doing it. And I don't make excuses. I actually go not see the excuses. I go through the excuse. Uh, finally, 
I feel like a habit is to put your customers first and to over, always over deliver and under prom, under promise to your customers. You have to have a habit of being the customer to your business. All right, there's your 101 seconds. So good job, Alex. Um, so why don't you tell some people like, where can they find more? What can they do and how can they get involved if they're interested in being a part of Entrepreneurship 101? Yeah, if you guys are interested or just like what you're hearing, we're always looking for guests. So if you can recommend someone that you think would be a good guest, or if you just want to be a guest in general, please give us a shout at our website. Which is abington.launchbox.psu.edu. All right. So thanks, Alex. Let me go into topic number two for the day, and you'll get 101 seconds to discuss this topic. And we're going to talk about business model canvases, lean startup canvases, any kind of canvas or any kind of a way to start organizing your thoughts about a business. But what are your thoughts? We, we can start with, you know, the business model canvas. I know you're, you're um, a lean canvas person as well. So business model canvas, lean canvas, do you think everyone should fill one of these out before they start a business and how, why does it even, does it work? How does it help? Yeah, so I actually do like the business model canvas. I think it allows you to put together a business model in a quick and like structured way. Um, this is great if you have a mentor, they can look at your business model canvas, or if you're a step farther and um, one outside investors, they can look take a look at your business uh, canvas, business model canvas, and they can uh, offer tips or invest in your company. Uh, using the canvas will help you better understand your customers even stuff like when I write stuff down, I might see something about my customer's behavior or anything. So writing things down can actually help you. And then this can discover their, your customers want and needs. There's different blocks. There's one correlated to customers so you can fill it in that block. And this can also lead to other insights about your customer or changing one of the blocks. Maybe one block is doesn't correlate to another block so you can change one of the blocks. So it all correlates, so all the nine blocks correlate. Um, the business model canvas is also great because it, it shows how your customers will be getting value, how they extract in the value. I mean, the best businesses, uh, give value to their customers and then receive money for the, the value they get. And then that, that show, and then one of the blocks will show you how that business makes money from their value. So this is, like I said, great for outside investors because they want to see how you create value for the customer and how your business makes money because investors want to make a return on their investment. So finally, you'll be able to show off your key partners in one block and your key activities, what you do, what your key partnerships are, what what do you have, what's your competitive advantage. So I believe filling one out is great and every company should or business should. Okay. So I, I'm much more familiar with the business model canvas than I am the lean canvas. They're similar nine blocks. They have some overlap, uh, but I, I was actually trained as a, a certified facilitator in the business model canvas. So that's what I'm most familiar with. And I think it's of great value, but I also don't think that everyone needs to do it. And I definitely don't think you need to do it to be successful, but I think it's a great tool to help you plan and organize your thoughts about a business. What I particularly like about these tools, particularly the canvases. So we, it could be the lean startup, could be the, the business model canvas is that it's non-linear. It's one of the challenges I've tended to see, particularly with business planning, is you start with section one and then you just kind of um, progress in a linear fashion. And things tend to get disconnected by the time you get to, you know, the 27th bullet point of your 
business plan, I don't know that it all maps all that well back to points number one, two, and three. What I like about the canvas is, is that it's all interconnected. I think I feel it does a better job of connecting all the different blocks, the nine different blocks of the canvases, at least the two that we're mainly discussing business model canvas and lean canvas is that I, I think you can see more clearly when giant gaps begin to emerge between things like your customer segment and channels of distribution. So maybe you're identifying a customer segment and, and they're just, you have no real reasonable channel to get your product or your service to them. And I think that gets displayed a bit more efficiently, effectively, and clearly in a business model canvas than, than most other things. All right. So I have to, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Alex. Nope. Yeah, I have to agree. I mean, it, it just shows it on a piece of paper, your clear, your clear business plan, your model. So, yeah. So like, like we said before, if you guys like what you're hearing, don't forget to like subscribe. If you're hearing this on YouTube or interact, if you're hearing this on a podcast, um, we're always looking for guests. So if you know someone or you want to be a guest, give us a shout or visit our website at www.aventon.launchbox.psu.edu. Cool. Yeah. Um, so Alex, you want to, why don't you hit me up? We're on to last and final com uh, topic for the day. Yeah, this one I, I'm really intrigued by, and I would like your answer on this. Uh, do you think you need mentors in your entrepreneur journey? Did you have any mentors? And how do you find a mentor if you want one? You have 101 seconds starting now. Yeah, so I, I absolutely think mentors are critically important to, to anything that you're trying to do, whether it's start a business, be a student, uh, be a parent, um, be a, a good partner in a relationship. Mentors are really important and they, they do a couple of things. One, they give you an outlet that you can communicate to, but also you get to uh, observe, learn and, and reflect on some of the things that they share with you. So, so I've had some excellent mentors in my life. Don Martin was one that I worked with at Kutztown. My colleague, Lennon Agudo, who I've, I've gotten a chance to work with at, at several places. Uh, they've been great, but they've been very close in my personal life. And that, that's helped that relationship to, to start. But I've also found mentorship in, I, I, I don't even know that I would call it a relationship, but there's spaces and places I've looked to for mentor style guidance. And I think I've gotten some of it from observing and watching people, particularly online. So there's some content creators that I think of as mentors. They barely even know me, but I, I've learned a lot from them. So um, at the Launchbox, we had Richard uh, and Flynn that were on the Lego Master Show season one, and, and we've had them on our show to talk about things. But that's somebody that I went to, particularly when we were going virtual in teaching. I was watching their YouTube streams a lot to see how do they create connection to audience in a virtual world. So I was actually uh, learning just by observing. And, and I think that's something that we can also do is look to people that have messages or cultures or topics that resonate with us. And hopefully you can build from that resonance into an actual relationship. All right, back over to you, Alex. Uh, let's finish this off. Last topic, last piece of the day. Uh, what, about, what, are you th what are your thoughts on mentors and mentorship? Yeah, so I believe you don't need a mentor to be successful, but I would totally recommend having a mentor in your business or like like you said, life in general. We always need a mentor. I mean, they, they've been through life and they'll tell you what they did wrong so you don't have to do it again. 
And I feel like they have a compassion because some people didn't have mentors back then and they want to give you what they wish they had. Because when they started their journey, they were kind of like blindsided. They didn't know what to do. So they're just going to tell you what's the best option for you. So they don't, so you don't go through the same rabbit hole they went through. But Penn State offers a lot of resources. Us, uh, I've seen the Lion Launchpad for mentors. And you don't even need it. I mean, if you don't want a mentor, um, you, there's also plenty of resources, incubators, accelerators. But I also, also have experience with SCORE mentors. I'm actually seeing a SCORE mentor right now. She's great. Uh, we actually went through the business model canvas. So that's why I brought it up the topic ago. But it was pretty cool. We went through it and she, that was my homework. We, I have to fill one out. I have to fill all nine blocks out for my business because I want to test out my business. So if I didn't have, if I didn't have her as a mentor, I would have probably never filled out the business model canvas and uh, seen the importance of how easy and like it really kind of stress tests it and just puts it out on a piece of paper. Do you think this business will work uh, every, all the steps and uh, hopefully she'll walk me through it and then she'll give her advice because she's been through it through the Bismarck canvas and her life so she'll probably give me advice on what I should be better and then finally if to know if a mentor is a good fit um, the mentor should be able to share its skills so all right that's it it's three topics 101 seconds for each of us and that's how we do it on entrepreneurship 101 Three topics, not controversial, but we get two different perspectives on things, different life experiences, different values. And if you want to join in the conversation, you can submit some questions to us. You can be a guest on our show. You can find information about us, how to contact us, how to see what workshops we have going, events, podcasts at our website, abington.launchbox.psu.edu. So thanks again for another production uh, and hosting job, Alex. And I'll turn it over to you for wrap-ups, takeaways, and send-off. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that outro, and thank you guys for listening. Don't forget, you can listen to us on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, or podcasts on Apple and Spotify. And thank you guys for listening. Have a good day.